What is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the podcast. Now, of course, today is just going to be me. Uh, everybody else is pretty much busy for today. But uh, we're, in this episode, we're going to give a little bit of a short piece about uh, some news and uh, a tragedy that has taken place today, 26th of January, on this uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, it's going to be a very interesting show, so stay tuned. Let's get into it. So, in news... Um, about a couple hours ago this morning, a U.S. Embassy dining hall in Baghdad was hit by a rocket, senior U.S. officials say. Um, according, uh, the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad was struck by, the, by at least one rocket Sunday evening in the latest attack on American targets in Iraq. <clears throat> the official said all Pentagon officials are safe and accounted for. There are no reported deaths or injuries. Um, uh, State Department spoke uh, spokesperson told Fox News that the security situation remains tense and Iraqian Iranian sorry backed armed forces remain a threat so we remain vigilant um, that is uh, that's that's very frightening uh, especially for troops that are over there um, being deployed currently right now uh, everybody's thoughts and prayers are uh, definitely with them Um you know, me being in the United States military, you know, you kind of have a connection, even though if you don't know them, you still have a connection with those people that are, that are not there, that are, that are, that are there, but they're not here. So got to keep our thoughts and prayers with them. And, uh, hopefully, you know, no soldiers, um, <clears throat> that no soldiers, uh, fall to a, uh, to an attack. Um, earlier, though, this week, uh, Iranian missile attack on the U.S. base in Iraq uh, left 34 soldiers with concussions. Um, now, a lot of them are calling these major concussions, uh, not minor, so that's a big difference. Um, a major concussion is nothing to joke around with. Um, it can have long-lasting effects and even permanent effects um, on your brain. Um, good thing, though, that none of them were um, killed in the recent attack um luckily they were just having a concussion um but hopefully they all make a very speedy recovery um it's crazy especially in the middle east um of course of what happened with with the whole attack that happened earlier this month um hopefully hopefully it calms down there especially for the troops there and also for the Iranian people, that way that the tension is, is down and that no other lives get lost there. But, um, you know, thoughts and prayers will be with the troops that are over there, and hopefully uh, this conflict can be resolved. Um, today, an Arizona case of the coronavirus is the fifth U.S. case diagnosed in the United States. Um, <clears throat> this is uh, the case of the Wuhan coronavirus has been reported in Maricopa County, Arizona, bringing the total number of people infected with the deadly virus in the United States to five. Um, the infected individual in Arizona is a member of the Arizona State University community, but does not live in the university housing, so that's a good thing. Um, the person recently returned from travel in Wuhan, China, the epicenter of the disease's outbreak. Um, I think what they need to do is they really need to get um, on on it about that, especially uh, with with the rising um, people traveling, especially nowadays on business trips or just for a holiday. Uh, they really need to get on that. 
to make sure that this virus is not spread uh, any more than what it already has and hopefully they can kind of get it under control um, hopefully hope they do <clears throat> a little bit of let's see exactly what what the coronavirus uh, side effects are let's see side effects here um, looks like they have looks like the just a common cold here uh, runny nose headache cough sore throat fever and a general feeling of being unwell <laughs> that's that's not good especially with with a lot of that's basically a common illness that's that's definitely interesting huh. that'll be something to definitely watch out for though even if your kids uh, so basically even if your kids or your family or your friends or even yourself if you are feeling uh, that you are getting a little bit sick uh, make sure that you go to a doctor if you can um, and quickly try to take care of that because you never know what's exactly gonna happen there um, so hopefully hopefully the virus isn't spread any more than what it already has in the United States and hopefully China can you know really keep it under control um, but we're gonna we're gonna see uh, what happens there keep you guys updated on that I'll be watching that for sure um, in today's news, uh, the NBA and a lot of a lot of young people have lost a uh, living legend in uh, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant passed away this morning at 10:01 a.m. Um, via fault of a helicopter crash. Um, luckily, um, he was killed instantly. He didn't suffer in pain uh, by the looks of it. Um, the NBA MVP, who had a 20-year career with the Lakers, uh, he was traveling um, uh, in the Calabasa area when suddenly the uh, helicopter he was flying in crashed and burst into flames in the hills above Calabasa. His daughter was one of the victims in there, Gianni, or Gigi. She was 13, and uh, Gianna and Kobe Bryant, uh, Gianna was a uh, supposedly going to be a just like her dad, if not better, <laughs> as a as he liked to joke around with. Um, but tragically, um, yeah, Gianna and Kobe Bryant on board um, with all this, also seven other people tragically dying in the crash. Um, you know, when you look back on Kobe Bryant's career. Uh, he, you have to say for 20 years for you to play and be consistently that good for so many years. It's uh, quite incredible. Um, there's a couple quotes here. One from Michael Jordan who says, Words can't describe the pain that I'm feeling. 81 points in the prime um, and 60 on his way into retirement. You know, It's really impressive uh, for Kobe Bryant to be doing that. Five-time NBA champion, um, 18 all-star appearances representing them, uh, and 15 all-NBA honors, two jerseys hanging in the Staples Center rafters, number eight and number 24. Also, uh, of course, his number eight was earlier in his career, and number 24 was later on in his career. And uh, tragically, he passed away at the age of 41, um, which which is very, very early. Uh, gathered around a steadily growing cluster of candles, flowers, balloons, and other memorabilia Sunday night, some of Kobe Bryant's fellow Newport Beach residents shared their memories of the man called Mamba. Uh, they spoke of Kobe, the father 
whose dedication and love were apparent to any who came across him. They spoke of Kobe, the idol whose accomplishments were legendary. They spoke of Kobe, the standard, whose legendary pursuit of greatness was an example for all. Um, they also spoke of Kobe, the man, whose fame never got in the way of him sharing a warm greeting at the local grocery store. Um, that's amazing. Um, who, for him to touch so many people, uh, not only in the community, not only in the United States, but around the world. Um, that's really incredible. Um, though his life was tragically cut short, uh, at least he left a lasting impression that will uh, last for a lifetime. Um, you know, I thought his prayers can only go out with his friends and family. And, um, everyone around the world is definitely grieving today. Um, I think this just goes to show, you know, you never truly know what tomorrow holds. You know, people, people who died last night had plans for this morning or the next morning. People who died in the morning had plans for the afternoon and that night. Um, so it just really goes to show uh, that at any time something something can just happen that can go wrong. Um, I remember watching Kobe Bryant, uh, especially later on in his career, um, him him just running up and down the court, making threes, just like nothing, swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. And, um, you know, for him to say that he's gone, to, uh, the NBA will never be the same. Um, he transformed the game and making it, um, making it really his. He taught so many people, mentored so many people, and uh, it's a tragedy. It really is. But hopefully, hopefully, um, his his uh, friends and family are able to overcome that, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, no more tragedies happen this year. Um, in other news from the White House, Trump tied Ukrainian aid to inquiries he sought, Bolton books say. Uh, drafts of the book outlined the potential testimony of the former national security advisor if he were called as a witness in the presidential's impeachment trial. Uh, Washington Post says President Trump told his national security advisor in August that he wanted to become wanted to continue freezing $391 million in security assistance to Ukraine until officials were helped with investigations into Democrats, including the Bi uh, the Bidens, according to an unpublished manuscript by the former advisor John R. Bolton, the president's statement, as described by Mr. Bolton, could undercut a key element of his impeachment defense uh, that the uphold in ad was separate from Mr. Trump's request that Ukraine announces investigations into his perceived enemies, including former Vice President. Uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, and his son, Hunter Biden, who had worked for a Ukrainian energy firm while his father was in office. Um, you know, really, really messy stuff going on um, at the Capitol. It's, you know, for the past four years that uh, President Trump has been in office, it, you know, it's been nothing but constant fighting and bickering uh, between the two parties. And, you know, I, I feel as if, you know, I feel like we're going in a good direction um, uh, country-wise, because uh, the economy's doing a lot better, um, unemployment rate is pretty low. 
Um, but I just, I just wish that, honestly, I feel like we could do a whole lot more if both sides just put aside their differences and just work together. I feel like, I feel like that would be so much better, um, and we could actually get a lot more stuff done. Um, but it doesn't seem that it's going to ever stop, so hopefully... Um, Hopefully something something good comes from this. <clears throat> um, we're gonna move on here. Um, we're gonna move on to some acting news. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're gonna look at why Tatum O'Neill's 1974 Oscar win was clouded in family drama. Now, if you don't know about this, um, he was. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tatum O'Neill. Uh, of course, won the Oscar in 1974 for his role in Paper Moon, where he played Rex. Um, on the surface, he seems like one of the most joyful, innocent moments in Oscar history. Uh, for him being so young, I believe he was like seven or eight years old when he won. No, he was ten. He was no, because he was ten. He was ten when he won the Oscar. Um, now, of course, uh, Paper Moon was set in the Depression-era comedy. It was sort of to like lighten up the mood, uh, especially during the '70s with uh, the Vietnam War uh, just coming to an end. And you know, it, it was kind of a it was kind of a feel-good movie um, for people at home. Uh, but the story behind his victory is darker, involving a fractured family and bitter controversy surrounding a, comp- a competitor. Uh, the director Peter Badokovich had cast the girl an acting no- novice outside opposite her father, Ryan O'Neill, um, with whom he worked on in 1972's farce, What's Up, Doc? Uh, if you haven't seen that, it's a great comedy movie. It's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. At the time, O'Neill said he hoped the new movie would bring him closer to his restless daughter, who was estranged from her mother, actress Jonah Moore. Uh, this was the first opportunity to try to channel her energy and mind into something constructive, uh, which is what he told people in 1974 and gave her what she never had enough of, which was love. Um, the film shot in black and white for $2.5 million was a hit, earning more than $30 million. Now, in 1974, $30 million is worth a whole lot more money than what it seems like. Um, that's when $30 million was actually worth $30 million. Uh, Tatum O'Neill was nominated for an Oscar, and her father wasn't, which created tension, of course. Um, in the press, he played the dotting father she wrote in A Paper Life, her 2004 memoir. Um, but in his eyes... The deep resentment that his own brilliant performance was being dismissed, dismissed, uh, really, really hurt um, her father. Um, so it reads: As Tom O'Neill, founder and editor of the award themes Gold, Goldberry.com, says, Tatum had the secret weapon you need in supporting roles, which is a lead role, and she had this inrestable, devilish charm. Her competition included another devilish young star, Linda Blair, the 15-year-old who played the proposed Reagan in The Exorcist. Um, if you're not familiar with The Exorcist, it's probably one of the most... It's it's a cult classic, of course, but it's it's a very um, amazing horror film shot in the 70s. It's it's really fantastic. They've made a sequel to it. Um, maybe you guys have, have heard of it. Uh, it's also called The Exorcist, um, but it's a really great film especially for that time period. But the percentage of her performance may have been tainted by the revelation that her demonic voice had been dubbed by Mercedes McCabridge, herself a Best Supporting Actress winner 
for the 1949 movie All the King's Men, which if you haven't seen that film, fantastic film. Um, it's a little bit long, but I promise you it's well worth the watch. <clears throat> her grandfather uh, thanks you, her father thanks you, and I know Tatum thanks you, is what Charles O'Neill uh, said as, she accom- as he accompanied her on stage. Um, Ryan O'Neill was in England filming Stanley Cuckberg's Barry Lydon at the time. He congratulated his daughter by phone after the ceremony, but Tatum O'Neill wrote in a paper life, I had little sense of accomplishment. There was no fun fanfare from anyone who mattered to me, so the pride and self-worth I might have gained from what most people would consider a life-defining honor was leached away. Which is really tragic. Uh, you know, it's, it's sad that she wasn't able to um, really be able to sort of bask in the glory of her winning that especially at such a young age uh really really tragic there um hopefully hopefully it doesn't happen um especially in this day and age uh, because i don't i don't feel like uh there should be any type of family tension like that especially if you if my daughter won an oscar for that i would have i would have been so happy about that because not only is she that young to win that but she's also um, doing such a great, such a great thing by beating me. That would be that would be amazing. I'd be so proud of my daughter. But tragically, uh, the family split apart after that, and she did not maintain contact with her father after that. Her father basically cut her off at that point. Now we're going to move on to Grammys, the Grammy winners of the 2020. This is for the record of the year. The uh, people nominated were Hema by Bon Ivory, uh, by Bon Ivor, sorry, uh, Bad Guy, Billie Eilish, Seven Rings, Ariana Grande, Hard Place, Her, Talk by Khaled, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X, and Billy Ray Cyrus, Truth Hurts, Lizzo, Sunflower, Post Malone, and Sway Lee. The record of the year winner for that was Billie Eilish in Bad Guy. Now, I have to say, um, it's really amazing. Um, that song that I listened to, it's it's so different uh, the way that she does her music. A lot of her music um, starts with the chorus, and then it goes to the first verse. Now, most songs, they start with the first and then the chorus. So for her to be so young, I think she just turned 18. For her to be so young and winning um, for that is is phenomenal. It's, it's really phenomenal. Congratulations, Billie Eilish. For album of the year, I, I, Bon Iver, Norman fucking Rockwell, Lana Del Rey, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Did We Go, Billie Eilish, uh, Thank You, Next, Ariana Grande, I Used to Know Her, Her, Seven, Lil Nas X, Cause I Love You, Lizzo, Father of the Bride, Vampire Weekend, uh, the winner for <clears throat> for that was Billie Eilish, um, really phenomenal, uh, the album was pretty good, I've listened to a couple of the songs on there, the, for her to win album of the year, that's really impressive, um, a couple people on this list though, I didn't think deserved to really be on there, I thought there was a lot of better albums out there, um, but that's who the committee chose, and that's who was nominated, but congratulations Billie Eilish for that, again, her being so young and being able to win two of the major awards for that, that's, that's fantastic, but it's not the only one that she won though. For Song of the Year, Always Remember Us This Way, um, which I thought was a fantastic song. Um, it's 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 from the movie that stars Natalie Hemby, Lady Gaga, 
Harley Lindsay and Lori McKinnon. Um, they all wrote the song, uh, Always Remember Us This Way. Uh, it's from, I can't remember what it is. It's on the tip of my tongue. But um, it's a really great, really, really great song. Uh, Bad Guy Billie Eilish, uh, also written by O'Connell and Finesse O'Connell. Uh, Bring Me My Flowers Now by Brandy Charlie, Phil Hansroth, Tim Hansroth, and Tanya Tucker. Hard Place, uh, Lover by Taylor Swift, Norman Fucking Rockwell uh, by Lana Del Rey, Someone You Loved, Tom Barnes, Louis Capaldi, Pete Keller, Benjamin Kuhn, and Sam Roman. And last but not least, Truth Hurts by Stephen Chung. Uh, the winner of that was Billie Eilish. Um, you know, for her to win, for her to win the three majors, major categories. You know, big. It's a big night, big night for uh, for Billie Eilish. Uh, for best new artist, we have Black Pumas, Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Maggie Rogers, Rosalyn, Rosala, sorry, Tank of the Baggas, and Yola. The winner for that, Billie Eilish. Uh, Billie Eilish. Um, her, her, the entire night was really for Billie Eilish. Honestly, uh, n- nobody else should have showed up. But congratulations, Billie Eilish. Uh, she did such a fantastic job uh, this year. Uh, a lot of she's she's grown so much in such a short period of time. So for her to win a uh, best new artist, that's who else? Who else would you honestly put there? Uh, but we're gonna move on to country now. Best country solo performance. All you're in, Tyler Childers, girl gun. Going Nowhere, Ashley McBride, Ride Me Back Home, Willie Nelson, God's Country, Blake Shelton, Bring My Flowers Now, uh, the winner for that was Willie Nelson, uh, you know, for B- Billy Nel- uh, Willie Nelson to uh, be as old as he is for being in the country music industry for such a long time, uh, it's really phenomenal that he's been able to really stay up top uh, as one of the known people in country music. Um, Congratulations, Willie Nelson. Uh, for best country duo group performance, we have Br- Brand New Man by Brooks and Dunn with Luke Holmes. I Don't Remember Me, Before You, Brothers Osborne, Speechless, Dan and Shay. The Daughters, Little Big Town, Common, Marin Morris featuring Brandy Charlie. Um, the winners for that were Speechless, Dan and Shay, which I really like that song. I really do. I don't really listen to country music. Um... But I have to say, uh, Speechless was a very beautiful song. The harmony is so good. The flow of the song is uh, really amazing. Uh, the best country song, Bring My Flowers Now by Brandy Charlie, Phil Hansroth, uh, Girl Going Nowhere, Jeremy Busey, Busey and Ashley McBride. Um, it all comes out in the wash. Miranda Lamberg, Hillary Lindsley, some of it, Eric Church, Clint Daniels, Jeff Hyde, and Bobby Pinson. Speechless, Shay Mooney, Jordan Reynolds, Dan Shimmers, and Laura Veltz. Uh, the winner for that was Bring My Flowers Now uh, by Brandy Charlie and Phil Hansroth. We're going to move on to Best Country Album, Desperate Man, Eric Church, Stronger Than the Truth, Reba in- McIntyre. Interstate Gospel by Pistol Annie's Center Paint Center Point Road by Thomas Red We're All Living by Tanya Tucker. Uh she she was the winner for that. Uh fantastic job uh for her for winning Best Country Album. Um 
Really, really excellent job there. We're going to move on to rap. Best rap album goes to Igor, Tyler, the Creator. Uh, the nominees for that were Revenge of the Drummers 3 by Dreamville, Champions by Meek Mill, I Am is Greater Than I Was, 21 Savage, and The Lost Boy, YBN Cordy. Um, great job for Tyler, the Creator, for winning that. Um, I listened to uh, that album phenomenal album if you haven't listened to it please give it a listen it's fantastic best rap performance middle child j cole um shug da baby uh down bad dreamville featuring at jid bass j cole earth gang and young nudie racks in the middle by nipsey hustle uh clout by offset featuring cardi b and the winner for that was Racks in the Middle. I haven't really heard that song, so I'm going to have to give that a listen. We're going to move on to Best Rap Sung Performance. Higher by DJ Khaled featuring Nipsey Hussle. Drip Too Hard by Lil Baby. I love that song. Um, Panina by Lil Nas X. Ballin' Mustard featuring Roddy Rich. And The London Young Thug featuring J. Cole and Travis Scott. Uh, The winner for that was Higher. In my personal opinion, I wish that it would have been Drip Too Hard. I love love that performance. I love watching it uh, live. It's fantastic. I think that it's the best rap song that's on on this list for that. Uh, Best rap song. Uh, The best rap song is going to be The Choices Are a Bad Idea by Chancellor Bennett. Gold Roses by Noel Castestra. A Lot by... Germany Cole, Racks in the Middle by Dustin James Colbert, Sug by DaBaby, the winner for that, <clears throat> excuse me, was A Lot by Jermaine Cole, uh, very good there, R&B, best R&B performance, Come Home, Anderson and Pake with Andre 300, Love Again by Daniel Caesar and Brandy, could have been her and Branson Tyler. Exactly how I feel, Lizo and Gucci Mane. Roll some mo, by Lucky Dave. The winner for that was "Come Home" by Anderson, which is such an amazing song. Uh, the emotional tie that's in that performance is is golden. It's it really takes you back. Uh, best traditional R&B performance, Jerome Lizo, winner. Uh, Time today, B.J. The Chicago Kid, Steady Love, Real Games, and Built for Love. The winner for that was Jerome by Lizo. Lizo, sorry. Best R&B song, Say So, uh, could have been Look At Me Now, No Guidance, and Roll Some Mo. The winner for that was Say So. Say So, I, I gotta say, I, I love that song. It's such a such a catchy song, and you, you just kind of keep singing it over and over again. Um, but, you know, what can you say? Uh, best pop duo slash group, Boyfriend, Ariana Grande, and Social House, Sucker, Jonas Brothers, Old Town Road, Little Ness X, featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, Sunflower, Post Malone, and Sway Lee, Senorita by Shawn Mendes, and Camila Cabello. Now, the winner for this was Old Town Road. Now, in my personal opinion, I feel like um, Sunflower could have won that, and also Senorita. You know, I, I like Old Town Road, I really do, but at the same time... I'd much rather listen to either Sunflower or Senorita, I, I, I gotta say. But uh, congratulations for Little Nas X for winning that. Um, 
Best pop vocal album, The Lion King, The Gift, Beyonce, uh, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Did We Go, Billie Eilish, uh, Thank You, Next, Ariana Grande, Number 6, Collaborations Project, Ed Sheeran, and Lover by Taylor Swift. Uh, I feel like the best pop vocal album uh, definitely belongs to Billie Eilish, which she won um, for When We All Fall Asleep, Where Did We Go. Uh, Billie Eilish again winning that. Uh, fantastic job by her. <clears throat> We're going to move on to... Rock, Best Rock Performance, This Land by Gary Clark Jr., Pretty Waste by Bones UK, History Repeats by Brittany Howard, Woman, Karen O., and Danger Mouse, Too Bad by Rival Sons. The winner for that was This Land. Uh, congratulations to uh, Gary Clark Jr. Great job. Um, we're going to keep on moving to the last category which was alternative best alternative music album father of the bride by vampire weekend ufof by big thief assume form james blake i i bon iver and anima by tom york uh, the winner for that was vampire weekend for father of the bride congratulations to them a lot of interesting news here but the main takeaway from the grammys billy eilish you know uh she's had such a phenomenal year last year in 2019 and even some of 2018 but a phenomenal phenomenal day for her at the grammys so congratulations to her congratulations to everybody who won uh thank you guys so much for watching um more to follow on uh, the Kobe Bryant story uh, we're going to figure out exactly what occurred what happened we're going to give you updates on that and uh just to make sure that we keep our thoughts and prayers uh, with the family and friends of Kobe Bryant. And uh, congratulations to Billie Eilish for all the awards she won uh, tonight at the Grammys. Congratulations to everybody who won at the Grammys. Um, and we're going to keep keep on keeping on on this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in next week. I'm going to play you guys out. Here we go. <laughs>